Welcome to the Write It Down Podcast at Home Edition. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Up next is an extremely special guest, Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Buffalo Bills quarterback, Jim Kelly, joins us today. We talk all things hope. He has gone through so many ups and downs in this life, from tearing his shoulder to losing his son to beating cancer and all throughout that has been a thread of hope and God really got a hold of his life and encouraged him to keep going and to change other people's tomorrows. So you know what to do. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to the Write It Down podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, here on the mic with former Buffalo Bills quarterback and NFL Hall of Famer, Jim Kelly. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Um, Your life has been characterized by a lot of ups and downs. And anything you read about Jim Kelly or watch about Jim Kelly talks about how uh, life or your opponents have gone really low, low blows. And I don't want to focus on that with you. What I really want to focus on today in our interview is hope because your life has also been characterized by hope. And I'm super pumped to be able to share your story. And so, Jim, my first question for you is when did you switch in your mindset that life doesn't always have to suck, but there's always hope in the midst of pain and suffering? Wow. Um it's hard to because it's been so much of the ups and downs, um, as you well know. You know, talking to other people. Um, I mean, I could go way back where you know my senior year up for the Heisman Trophy at the U. Um, uh, I was pumped up because I was t- going to take care of mom and dad when I hopefully made it to the NFL. And then I blew my shoulder out, and they told me I would uh, never throw the football again. And the hope was wasn't there, but. I knew in my mind if I kept working at it and I had some great people behind me that anything is possible. And then, of course, being drafted in the first round, the excitement, now I'm going to take care of mom and dad. And then, of course, I could go on and on with all the ups and downs. Probably one of the first ones was when I went to the University of Miami, or I should say I back it up one more, is uh, my senior after Miami when um, my whole Life, I where I grew up in East Brady, I wanted to play for Penn State. And uh, he, at the end of the day, when you're supposed to commit to what college you want to go to, Joe Paterio calls, and the Nittany Lions decided that they did not want me as a quarterback, they wanted me as a linebacker. And that, of course, bummed me out. And then I went to the U, and then I be, you know, became the starting quarterback there, and then, of course, the ultimate goal of playing the NFL and taking care of family, make my five brothers proud. That all came forefront. And as I was saying before, when I blew my shoulder out my senior year, and then of course being drafted in the first round, that was probably the first time that I went from, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the dream's gone and then it come back. So probably back when I was at the university of Miami. Yeah. And it like the funny thing is, is you wanted to go to Penn State so bad, but you also like tried to outrun the Buffalo Bills in your actual life. Like they were haunting you. It was like, oh, you don't want to play for us? Let me try harder. Um, it's kind of like a guy chasing a girl, which you also have a story <laughs> similar to that, where you're just like, we're good. Thank you. And the Bills um, eventually won you over through a series of an events. 
But what would you say, like looking back and and those that are listening, I know everybody can relate to this level where in the moment, it seems like things really suck. But looking back, you can see the hand of God. So have you been able to look back, I should say, at your life and go, wow, I'm really glad I didn't go to Penn State. I'm really glad I ended up playing for the Bills. Are there moments like that for you? Well, there was a long time ago. Um, I am 63 years old, and there's a lot of things that uh, (laughs) I remember. There's a lot of things that I don't, and sometimes I'm glad. But there's so many things that, you know, throughout the course of my life where, yeah, it did suck. Of course, you know, one of the first things when people hear of, you know, the Buffalo Bills or Jim Kelly or Marv Levy, they think of going to the Super Bowls and not winning them. There's plenty of times where, you know, all those things that I wanted to do, wanted to dream about, and uh, some of them came true, some did not. But the bottom line is, uh, Brooke, as we all know, it's, it's what's, what you have upstairs, what you're willing to focus on, and uh, your attitude, all about your attitude. And as the time goes on in my life, even if I go back a ways and start moving on, the ups and downs in everybody in this world, Everybody in life will go through tough times, some worse than others, but it's the attitude that you have. It's being able to surround yourself with good quality people. And I've been so blessed to be able to do that. Yeah, the, the, the hope of, you know, fulfilling those dreams that you have as a little boy. And then some of these things came true. And then, of course, I would probably get into it a little bit later with my son born on my birthday, Valentine's Day, and then him being diagnosed. Uh, there, there was so much hope there, um, but Brooke, you know, throughout my life, I've been faced, even, even today, the, the things that we go through in life, the things I go through, the things my wife Jill and my kids still go through, it's the attitude, being able to surround yourself with those good quality people, being able to think positive, mm-hmm. and I know my family probably gets tired of hearing me talk about PMA, positive mental attitude. And I've had to use that throughout my whole life. My dad taught me as a young boy that, you know, all those things that you you think about you're going to do and they don't happen, what are you going to do about it? It's work harder and continue to think positive and uh, you never know what will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned your son and um, that story is absolutely moving. But for you, that was a really hard thing for you to cope through. And I know that you've mentioned before, you know, your wife clung to the Lord and she took her grief and she took um, just her disappointments and she brought them to the Lord and you coped differently. That's not your story anymore. But tell us a little bit about that and the snapshot of your life during that season. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, as I retired from the game of football in 1996 and Two weeks later, after I announced my retirement, my son was born on my birthday, Valentine's Day, which was so awesome. And of course, the dreams any father has when they have, you know, a son, especially now born on my birthday, I already, you know, the game plan was already done. The script was already written. I knew what I was going to do. And unfortunately, uh, God had different plans. Uh, Our son was diagnosed at four months of age. And at that time, um, my wife seeked the Lord. She knew that she couldn't do it by herself. Well, I ran from the Lord. I was mad because uh, you look back at all the things, my shoulder being blown up, um, you know, losing four Super Bowls. And then, of course, having a son born on my birthday, the ups and downs, going to the Super Bowl to, to losing. 
and having that happen four times and a son born on your birthday and excitement there and then him being diagnosed, I ran and I ran hard and kind of, of course it crushed me, but uh, it took a little time uh, for me to understand, to get it, to understand that the good Lord has plans for me. And uh, I get it now. I've gotten it since uh, the early 2000s when I knew that if I did not change my life, that I was going to lose everything. And I knew God was the number one thing. I knew I had to seek the Lord, continue to pray. And I did. And thanks to my wife, how strong she's been through. I mean, she's been through it all. Um, yeah. Even going through some stuff now. Um, it's just, it's it's hard. But you know what? I continue to thank God for what I got and look up. And I know he still has plans for me. And I travel the country speaking now and uh, trying to be a difference maker for so many other people that are looking to give up on their lives. And now I understand. Now I understand why God put me through all that. Because right. I'm able to fight it. I beat it. I might have lost four Super Bowls, but I kicked cancer's butt four times. So I'm good with that. I'm good on the next the next level. Let's see what God has for me now. But uh, I do travel the country speaking, and I love doing it. I love uh, being a difference maker for people out there. Yeah, I love that. And something I love about your story with your son is – um, no one can ever take away his birthday and how special that was to share it with you from the end of time. But the day that we die, there is something that happens on the day we die and we get to see Jesus and as people who believe in him. And so what I love about that is, you know, no one can can alter our birth, but our death has been altered because yep. it doesn't have the final say. And that is a hope that we have. And um, Jim, you mentioned uh, beating cancer four times losing the Super Bowl four times, but I feel like with your life, you've been given a lot of opportunity to see what's actually important. And that's not to say that our dreams aren't important. That's not to say that wins and and achievements aren't important at all, but you have been able to kind of juxtapose the things that really matter deep within and bring true fulfillment. And the fact that you're able to go and speak to people and offer hope and offer an extension of of gratitude for your life and how your life has been changed is incredible. You do have two um, beautiful daughters. Um, let's talk about being a girl dad a little bit. Oh my. <laughs> um, I have a sister and my dad is outnumbered in the family. And it's one of my greatest joys to bring a level of sass, a level of bougie a level of neediness. Um, just, I love to inconvenience my parents. So let's talk a little bit about being a girl dad and how that's changed some of the outlooks you've had on life. Well, you know what? Um, of course, when I had our first child, it was a girl. And of course I wanted a boy, but I didn't, didn't matter to me after a while. I, I loved it. My daughter, Erin now is an amazing lady. She's been married five years now. So I do got a boy in the family now. I got, okay. oh, I've always had my brothers, five brothers, but Yes. I have a, 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 um, a son-in-law now that they live with us. They moved from Virginia to Buffalo. They're big Bills fans, of course. But uh, we, they finally found a home, and they're going to move in within the next month, which is pretty cool. But um, having two girls, man, you know what? Thank God for mommy, because I'll tell you what. I The decisions that she agrees to, there ain't no way I would have agreed to. And I got many arguments over, no, that, no way. And of course, daddy usually loses out, which I still continue to do. My daughters, both are here now. 
Uh, my one daughter's going back to, uh, she's going to graduate school, which is cool. She went to Liberty University, they both did. And, uh, but you know what? My daughters mean the world to me. I love them more than anything. And I, I would die for them. That it's, it's so awesome to have girls. And of course, I would love to have that son to be able to teach him all the things that I was taught as a, a young boy. But you know what? I'm very blessed to have the girls that I have now. My daughter, Cameron, um, like I said, she's going back to school, which is cool. Erin, uh, which is my first child ever. So proud of everything she's, you know, she does and everything she stands for. And of course, the third child, my wife. <laughs> my wife, Jill, sometimes, and as you well know, and I'm not sure if you know this, but now that I have all of them in home, at home, the girls shows that they watch. Oh, yeah. I get put in other rooms and go watch, you know, my shows. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell it like it is. Yeah. I'm still addicted to Bonanza, Gunsmoke, and the Andy <laughs> Griffith show. I've watched every episode. As a matter of fact, before I came on, I watched Gunsmoke. Uh, Matt Dillon and Festus are my boys. I love it. And but yeah. at nighttime, I you know ESPN and watch Fox News uh, with all those guys. But uh, just yeah. enjoying, enjoying life being around my girls. I love that you're a guy's guy with all the boys in your family growing up in a basically in a locker room for yeah. the majority of your life, and then you have your wife and your two daughters. You're outnumbered completely. What's <laughs> going to be really funny is what type of grandkids you have. If you start to have girl grandbabies, I'm I'm sorry for you. you might have to send in call for help. Um, but I love that so much. And with the girl shows, I totally get it where it's like friends selling sunset, the Kardashians, any the bachelor, anything we can get our hands on to feed into drama. And you know what I think it is with women is we like to watch other people's crazy to feel better about our own. And it's like one of the greatest things TV and reality TV is to be able to watch that. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says Learn More. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So, show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down, because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. Jim, I love a little snapshot of your family. Um, I love how much growth you've you've endured and how much hope that you've been able to grab a hold of. Um, let's talk a little bit about when you did give your life to the Lord. It's not instant. It's definitely not an instant like, oh, life is better. Life is great. So would you say in that process of humility um, that there were certain like aspects of the way you viewed the world and the way you viewed yourself and others that took place? Well, mine was pretty much all the screw ups that I was doing. Um, to be honest with you, to be straightforward, my, my mother-in-law confronted me and she told me if I didn't change my life, I was going to lose everything. And uh, it took me pulling off the side of the road and uh, thinking about it and realized, wow, she's right. And sons and uh, mother-in-laws usually, <laughs> but you know what? I love my mother-in-law. She runs Hunter's Hope now, but she's the one that really told me that I had to change. 
And when I pulled off the side of the road, I, I broke down. I started crying. And I said, you know what? She's absolutely right. I want to be able to walk home. And uh, I want to be able to walk to my front door and have my two daughters look at their daddy with respect. I wanted my wife, when I walked, came home at night, to look at me and be treated like a wife, like a mother. I mean, I, nothing ever physical, but just I was not a very good husband. And then the biggest thing for me was I knew, well, one of the big things for me was I knew that when the good Lord decided it was my day, that I was going to see my son again. And that to me changed everything. I knew that Hunter Dean uh, didn't really get to enjoy the way, you know, most people do on earth, but he's having a lot more fun in heaven. And I know since I changed my life, I know where I'm going. I'm going to be right beside my buddy and uh, having a little fun. So those three things helped me really take a good grasp of, of what God stands for. Now I have about 25 guys that come over to my house every month. We do a men's fellowship. And as a matter of fact, we are um, finishing up The Chosen. I which, love The uh, Chosen. A, oh, it puts a whole new perspective on the way Matthew and, you know, mm. look at all, all the disciples. And the more that I watch that, the more I start learning more about when I'm reading the Bible, or I got the chosen, the 40 day chosen uh, daily booklet. That I, I have it for, too. Yes. I just got it for Father's Day. Oh, my, yay. My wife got it for me and I'm already on, I think five, day five, whatever it is, but. Uh, so good. Um, I love it. And I, I thank God every day that uh, he's stuck with me and uh, he's never given up on me. I love that. And I love that the chosen booklet, I love how the chosen, they do such a good job at depicting, like you said, each disciple and kind of how, how they would be, how their manner mannerisms would be, how they were all different from each other, yep. why culturally they were different from each other and how the Lord knows how to get to the heart of each person he created. And I love that. I absolutely love the heart of the father. I love the heart that you have as a father, that you are going to see your son again and that you're here um, to be there for your kids today and for your wife. Um, tell me a little bit about Hunter's Hope. I know we're, we're getting close to closing, but tell me, tell us a little bit about Hunter's Hope. Yeah, long story short, because it definitely is a long story. Well, when my son was born, the state of New York, and, and every mother knows this, when you have a child, they do the heel prick. They do the blood spot. They send that blood spot off to a lab, and they test for X amount of treatable diseases. Well, my son was born. They were only testing for 14 diseases in the state of New York. And I really we never thought about it or, you know, really was really into it. Um, but when we found out, that our son was diagnosed with crab A leukodystrophy. Um, that was at four months of that. It was too late. If we were known at birth what was going on, we would have been able to do something, change his life, give him a chance to dream like I was able to do. But that did not happen. When you had states like Mississippi at 45, Illinois at 51, every state's different. And what we're trying to do now. Hunter's Hope is we're lobbying to make sure that every state understands that this is so important. It's not always about the find the cure. Yeah, everybody wants a cure, but it's a treatment. We didn't know four months into my son's life when we watched him suffer for four months. Mm. We had no clue what was wrong with him. But if he only was tested for that disease, which in the state of New York they're testing now, he would have had a chance at a quality of life. And we're lobbying so hard. I think we've got 10 states now 
Wow. It takes so long, but we still are not going to stop. We will still lobby to make sure that every state tests for the maximum of treatable diseases. And uh, again, as I said, this, this man right here, I'm not stopping until it happens. And if I happen to be going to heaven, I will make sure I put it in somebody else's hands. I love that. I love the passion behind that. And also the education piece behind that, because, you know, for me, who's never walked through that or never even heard of that. Well, you don't know. You can't fix what you don't know. So I love the fact that you guys are bringing awareness to this, that you guys are you're beating down doors to make sure that this mission is accomplished. And I believe wholeheartedly that it will be. And um, that is super exciting. Again, that you and instead of grieving, which you I'm sure you'd still grieve, but in the wake of your grief, there's still hope and there's still things to be done. And that is exactly what has characterized your life, whether it was a shoulder tear, whether it was a rejection from a college, whether it was being pinned down by the Buffalo Bills um, (laughs) in your life. Are you a Buffalo Bills fan because you played for them or like deep down, do you have another team? No, no, no. I'm a Bills fan from start to finish. I mean, my kids are um, and I wanted to throw this in real quick. Yeah. You know, when we talk about um, things you go through in life, the ups and downs. And now my daughter, Erin, is going through some tough times now with uh, Lyme disease. Mm. And uh, she does a podcast every single week, week her and my, my wife. And it's through Hunter's Hope is to give all these people out there. And as you well know, Brooke, you probably know people that are, you know, not having good days at all and going through, as we all well know, going through what our country's going through nowadays, all the ups and downs. So she tried to bring people out because she's still going through some tough times. And we know how, how important God is in all of our lives. And I just want people to know Erin Kelly's podcast every week. She's amazing. I thank the good Lord for, for mm. how she is, even though we continue to pray for her health to get better. But, um, and, and I, I apologize for going off the, the record there a little bit. Um, no, I, I love sure it. What's the name of her podcast? My wife, Jill, and Aaron does that. What's the name of it? Um, light, light Your Heart With Hope. Light Your Heart With Hope. So yep. everybody listening to this right now, check out Light Your Heart With Hope, Aaron Kelly. And um, what's your wife's name? And my wife, Jill, yeah, Jill. She does it on Wednesday. Aaron does it on Monday, and they, they recap everything on Wednesday. I absolutely love that. And I love the name of it. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to connect with her. I absolutely love uh, what you guys are up to. And um, I'm all about spreading hope and coming alongside people. And so, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. I do have a few rapid-fire questions, and then we'll get to your write it down, and then we'll land the plane on this um, special episode with Jim Kelly. Rapid-fire question. Two teammates off the top of your head that were the best? Um, I'd say, wow, Daryl Talley. It's hard to say two. You're killing me. I know, but I can't say all 50 plus. Ken Hall was one of my favorites. And of course, you have Bruce Thurman, Andre, you know, Okay, so really it's Bruce, Andre, and Chris Hale because they were all on the Write It Down podcast. I heard that loud and clear. Uh, Best quarterback of all time? Tom Brady. Yeah, see, I have to say it, but it's also I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, so you totally – 
Oh, you're a dolphin fan. I would have never done this. I'll I tell know, you and later. that's why I saved it. I saved it till the end to get all the goods. And then I normally tell people because nobody likes us, but we also don't like anyone else. We like to blame everyone for our problems um, since 1972. So oh, hold on, bro, just you brought that up to dolphins. Um, Marino is one of my favorites. He's one of my best friends. We we grew up in a, you know within 30 miles of each other. I didn't know him until later on in life, but we still talk all the time. He's still one of my favorites. He's he's a good old boy from Western Pennsylvania. I love that. Dan Marino. Dan Marino, actually, his daughter, um, his adopted daughter, we played basketball against each other wow. uh, when I was like 12. And he happened to be in Orlando. And I was like, am I playing Dan Marino's daughter right now? Like, what a full circle cool moment. So I love that. Love it. Okay. Do we like pistachio ice cream? One more try. What? Pistachio ice cream. Uh, I, take. I never had it. Yeah, it's gross. It's green. I just wanted to put that out there because I have debates with people in my life. Okay, do nuts belong in banana bread or brownies? Uh, banana bread by far. But brownies? I love brownies. My cousin Terry makes brownies for us every single I year. Love- we have camp down my lodge, and she makes us so many brownies. We eat so many of them. Okay, I do love brownies, but people add nuts in their desserts, and I think that is an absolute crime. So, anyways... Jim, we are at that point in the show where I ask each guest to give the audience something to write down. So, Jim Kelly, what is your write it down? Mine, it came up with a while ago. And as a matter of fact, I had to write it down after one of my appearances about, wow, seven, eight years ago. Make a difference today for someone who is fighting for their tomorrow. Make a difference today for someone who's fighting for their tomorrow because too many people give up on life. And there's always something you can do to make somebody else's life better. So don't forget that. I love that. And Jim Kelly, you and your family do that day in and day out. And the people in your circle do as well. Jim, thank you so much. I am delighted and honored to have been connected with you and to host you on the Write It Down podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brooke. And God bless you and your family. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to Woodpod. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.